Just now, it is coming up to 20 minutes past 12 on Midday Report. Time for business with Giles Beckford. Giles, in New Zealand, forecast financial uplift, eh? Kira Tuyamani, yes, hot off the uh, screens is an announcement from Air New Zealand. Uh, it's a relatively upbeat forecast for its half-year earnings as air travel continues to recover. It says forward sales for the first three months of its new financial year have been strong. It's running at about 70% of pre-COVID levels. That's giving it confidence of an improved half-year result. Nona Peltier has the, re, uh, has the details. Air New Zealand delivered a smaller than forecast full-year loss last month, and it's now talking about a half-year pre-tax profit. It says assuming sales hold up and jet fuel prices hold steady around 130 US dollars a barrel, then it should have earnings before tax and one-off items between 200 and 275 million dollars. That compares with last year's loss of 367 million dollars. But it warns fuel prices are a big unknown, and there are plenty of other risks to its outlook, including the threat of global recession and the impact of inflation. For those reasons, it says investors shouldn't assume a strong first six months will mean a similar 12-month result. Well, the pressure is likely to go on record bank profits in the next six months. That's the view of one banking commentator. KPMG's latest quarterly report on the bank sector shows collective profits of $1.73 billion. Now, that was fractionally below the record level of the first quarter. KPMG's head of banking, John Kensington, says the level of profit suggests the banks are immune to a slowing economy, rising interest rates and strong inflation. But he says banks increased their asset base and they pushed up their margins and that underpinned their profits. In his view, the pain is coming. The environment is still good for them, but looking ahead, it, it doesn't look as promising. And I think when it will end... Uh, is obviously a little bit of a crystal ball question, but where it will end if, is if there is sustained periods of high inflation and interest rates continue to rise and people's loans that are currently fixed reprice from perhaps... The, perhaps there are, there are a lot of people still sitting with loans fixed at lower rates. If, when those loans start to reprice to higher, newer, more current rates, that's when you'll start to see some hurt. That's John Kensington, head of banking at KPMG. Smaller centres are seeing strong construction activity with an increase in the number of cranes in operation, seen as an indicator for the strength in the sector. But it's a different story in the larger centres, Christchurch, Wellington and Auckland, where long-term crane activity is falling. That's the the, uh, findings of the third quarter RLB Crane Index survey. Overall, there's a record 148 long-term cranes on construction sites around the seven main centres. But Ryder Levitt Bucknell director Chris Haynes says where they are is changing. There was a straight drop-off in both Wellington and Christchurch in terms of long-term cranes, but interestingly, cranes in Tauranga, Dunedin and Hamilton were all slightly up, so it was the big centres that were saying slight drops into Q1, but some of the smaller centres were actually slightly higher. Chris Haynes says building consents and the pipeline of work for non-residential construction remains strong, but there's been a bit of a fall-off in the residential market. Well, financial markets around the world are all looking keenly towards the U.S. Federal Reserve. 
which uh, delivers, uh, which is expected to deliver another jumbo size interest rate increase tomorrow morning, our time. The markets have penciled in a third consecutive 75 basis point rise as the bank races to rein in inflation. It's hovering around 8% in the U.S. Well, the Fed was one of the last central banks to begin raising interest rates. That drew criticism from people who said it would have been too slow to respond, and that's forced it to be more aggressive. Dreyfus and Mellon chief economist Vincent Reinhardt says the Fed's job is about to become a lot more challenging. This is the bad news. This is the easy part of central banking. When you are so far from your goal, there's just one direction to go, catch up i.e. raise nominal rates. Next year, as the economy softens, even when inflation isn't at goal yet, are they going to blink and and potentially stop raising rates, maybe even cut cut them? That's premature. Uh, But that'll be the real test of central bankers. Well, Vincent Reinhardt believes the U.S. economy will slide into a a recession next year. Well, let's see how all that is being digested by the markets. I'm joined by Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Belinda. Kira, Giles. Well, the big thing was uh, Air New Zealand in the last half hour or so coming out with its updated forecast. How is that looking in particular and the local market generally overall? Yeah, well, the market overall is down 51 points at 11,518. So just sort of taking that lead from uh, Wall Street a little bit softer ahead of that Federal Reserve decision tomorrow. And turnover is fairly light. Um, just looking at those stocks, we've got Air New Zealand. That's up 4.5 cents after that result today at 72.5 cents. So that's almost 7%. Just some other leading stocks. Auckland Airport's down 5 at 7.69. A2 Milk down 9 at 6.23. Contact Energy Steady at 7.83. Fletcher Buildings down 6 at 5.30. Fisher and Paykel Healthcare is off 37 cents at 19.21. We've got Main Freight down 15 cents at 70.85. Port of Tauron is flat at 6.55. Uh, Sparks down 4 at 5.12. And Somerset down 9 cents at $10.80. What's it looking like in Australia? Yeah, their market's a bit softer, down 1%. The S&P ASX 200 at 6,736. Just some leading stocks over there. ANZ's down 18 cents at 2,366. BHP's down 76 cents at 38.42. Uh, we've got Rio Tinto down $2.17 at 92.55. Telstra's just up 1 cent at 3.81. Woolworth's down 18 cents at 34.69. And we've got Zero down $1.96 at 83.60. Well, the New Zealand dollar's been under the caution the past week or three. How's it looking today? Well, it's just making some gains against all our trading partners today. Uh, against the US dollar, we've just got over 59 cents, so 0.5904. Uh, Australian dollar, we're at 0.8812. The yuan's 4.149. The euro's at 0.5920. The pound, 0.5188. And the yen is at 84.75. And as one of my colleagues calls it, that just leaves the holy trinity, interest rates, oil and gold. So those nine-today bank bills, they're just up slightly. That mid-price at 3.695%. Uh, Ten-year swap rates up at 4.16%. Brent oil's at 93.70 a barrel. And we've got gold up $1.78. It's currently at $1,664.99 an ounce. 
Thank you very much. That's Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. One other little smidgen on the lunchtime agenda. 13 big businesses join forces. They're pushing for government action on uh, gender pay gaps. The group has written to the government urging it to support efforts to even the playing field by requiring large businesses to release public reports on pay gaps. Among those who have put their names to that letter, Sky City Entertainment, uh, Westpac, Frucor Suntory, Lion DB Breweries, uh, Coca-Cola, Kiwi Bank, Meridian, Zed Energy Chorus and Auckland Transport, to name but 12. Uh, we'll update business news and numbers at around half past five in Checkpoint, but for now, money, that's business. Kira. Kia ora, Giles. Time for sport now with Stephen Hewson. Kia ora, Stephen. And the Jamaican coach is going to dust off their Essex. Indeed. Kia ora, Marnie. Jamaica's coach, Connie France, is going to complete the roster for the series against the Silver Ferns starting tonight in an effort to make the netball matches count as official tests. It's the latest twist after five players didn't make it to New Zealand as a result of visa issues. Bridget Tunnicliffe has more. Coach Connie Francis, who is well into her 50s, has been named as player coach for the two-test series. Former Jamaican international Carla Borrego has also joined the Sunshine Girls for the series starting in Auckland tonight. She will be joined by another former Jamaican international, Romalda Aiken-George, who gave birth to her first child early last month. That means Jamaica can now name 10 players for the series, the minimum for the matches to be counted as 